Welcome to the Mindset Great Podcast, a show for midlife professional women who want to rediscover their confidence so they can change their lives personally and professionally. If you are an action taker who is ambitious, goal-oriented, and driven, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Michelle Barris, retired police sergeant, small business owner, a current registered nurse, turned certified women's empowerment coach and founder of The Great Method and the Mindset Great Podcast. More importantly, I'm on a mission to change one woman at a time. Join me each week as we engage in topics and conversations with empowering women just like you. Our conversations are going to walk through the latest strategies to build your confidence, identify your goals, discover your passions, and mindset tools to allow you more time and freedom to live the life you want. I offer corporate-based workshops and one-on-one coaching. Let's break through the barriers of imposter syndrome and rediscover your confidence to change your life personally and professionally. Sit back, grab a pen and paper to take notes, and let's dive in. Your beautiful smile, your beautiful life are waiting for you to shine Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mindset Great Podcast. For today's conversation, we're talking with our special guest, Amy Gonzalez-Nelson. Amy is a vibrant, heart-centered speaker whose magnetic energy makes her a must-see. More than a traditional motivational speaker, Amy inspires by effortlessly blending the healing components of humor, movement, sound, and energy into a tangible approach to overall life balance. Her passion for community and global unity sparked the movement she calls Bravery Brigade, whose goal is to shine a light on the importance of mental wellness within an ever-changing out-of-balance world. Through a deep dive into the four pillars of life, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, Amy and Bravery Brigade highlight and explore the fact that being human is itself the bravest act of all. I am so excited to chat today with this bravery activator who uses her past experiences to help support others as they learn the importance of being brave. So welcome, Amy, to the Mindset Great Podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest with us. Thank you so much for having me on. It's truly an honor, and I am excited to share what I can to all the audiences out there. So thank you. Thank you. I am super excited to talk because I feel like we are connected energy-wise. I think we have the same type of mojo that connects there. So it's good to know that we're in the same realm of things that we're that are going on in our lives right now. Yes, yes. So that's the way things work, right? You know, you connect with each other on a vibrational level and um, it's even more better when we could see each other because then they have, it's that you could feel it, you know, through the computer. So yes, hundred percent agree with that. (laughs) All right. So for time purposes, I know we're on a schedule today and that's good. I like people who stay organized just like me. So let's begin talking about what it means to be brave. What it means to be brave. So quick little backstory. Um, I, as I mentioned, I'm a self-proclaimed anxiety warrior, soul polisher and bravery activator. And all of this came to me when my youngest was about one and a half and I had this enough, this moment of enough. And the enough came from 
um, that higher voice, you know, I, it was that aha and I wish it was Oprah, right? When Oprah gives you, what's your aha? Well, it wasn't Oprah's voice, it was mine. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a moment to realize that exactly where I was is not where um, my life needed to be. You know, I don't like to use the word should, so needed to be. Um, I had anxiety as a child. And then as I got older, really realizing how much it was um, manifesting itself in everything that I was in. So it was that enough to know that I am enough and it's time for me to start exploring what does that look like and really coming to terms that yes, I am diagnosed with anxiety. So it was that push to say, you know, what does this mean? What is the meaning behind it? I'm a very solution driven person, but also very type A. If my life was not a color coordinated spreadsheet, I couldn't survive, you know, that's the way my life needed to be at that time, but it came to a head and that enough finally exploded like this is not living for you, for me. So when I really stepped in fully and embraced, well, okay, what do I do with this? Therapy, traditional therapy and holistic work is when it came to this moment of like, well, wait a second, this is a very brave act. Being human and participating in my life is brave. And I, you know, of course we use the word brave for soldiers and for someone who runs and saves someone out of a burning building. That is of course brave, but isn't just putting your pants on in the morning brave, you know, Mm -hmm. isn't deciding to take care of yourself brave. You know, that's when that aha, that realization that yes, being human in itself first and foremost is brave and stepping into that energy as we begin our day. So that's how I define, you know, being, being brave is participating in your life. I love it. That, and you're absolutely correct. Waking up, starting each day in and of itself is brave, especially those who are suffering from anxiety, because it, it takes that much more bravery than the person who isn't suffering to actually activate the mindset to do that. Yeah. And also too, you know, every single one of us has anxiety tendencies. Sure. You know, um, and every single one of us can relate to a mental wellness um, situation, Mm -hmm. you know, but when we further dive into it, um, how we choose to move through that or participate in that, that takes an act of bravery, right? Because you're choosing in that moment to say, I want to live my life. Absolutely. So that is brave. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So you're the soul polisher and bravery activator. What does that mean? I love words, you know, so I do um, too. I love your words. They're awesome. (laughs) You know, it was when I was starting to build this practice. So again, my former life, I was an event planner production and um, in music and fashion for a long, long time. And um, so putting things together, like, you know, these events, I just lit me up because like organization, yay. Like I'm the kid who loved, you know, going school shopping, right? Like Staples was like, oh, my place to go. And I realized that all of that prepared me for this. So I had the best backstage pass to really look at my life. It is, is an event. This, my life is the best event I'm ever going to put on. So now it requires me to step in and decide what I'm going to do with it. So um, this idea of finally acknowledging, hey, you know, I'm absolutely brave for choosing life. You know what? Each of us has the opportunity to activate that in themselves. 
So I'm like, there's a you know kitschy name, you know, catch on it, bravery activator. Hey, if I could do this, then I want to share it with someone else and have them themselves acknowledge they are also a bravery activator. So when I talk and when I teach and when I speak and when I take on clients, is I'm here to help them activate the bravery or reactivate, I should say, the bravery within them. So that they in turn pay it forward, right? Because that's, we're all here to collaborate, right? You know, we're all here to work together. So that's where Bravery Activator came in. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, for me, it's very uplifting. You know, I feel like, you know, going into the <laughs> storm, the castle type of situation that I'm, I'm choosing to not battle with, but to participate, right? I'm going to do what I can. Um, and then Soul Polisher came from, I work a lot with energy um, and the the core of us the very place that we live is that center of our soul and who who couldn't use a little polishing up right mm -hmm. so when we connect with someone it's like what are we really doing we're helping someone polish up their soul and I always have that image of polishing polishing shoes right you know um, feet and our uh, shoes have an altar of meaning it's like you're stepping in you're choosing to you know take that first movement forward and and movements, so all of that came and meld together. And I'm like, you know what? What I do is an intuitive soul polishing, um, you know, practice. And that's when soul polishing came into, into play. <laughs> I love that. So your background's in event planning. So obviously there's no, no shyness when it comes to being around people and doing things out, <laughs> out on stage. Nope. Is that what got you focused on moving into this line of work and leaving event planning side of things or what really um, to do that? No, no. So um, I'm originally from New York. Um, I went through 9-11 and I lost my job in um, the fashion world and, you know, uh, I mean, events, everything just stopped. So um, it kind of got me stuck in the space of what do I do now, but I still like the idea of planning. So um, met my now ex-husband, but we moved from New York to North Carolina. And the idea of still kind of being part of that event world landed me a phenomenal job with the Carolina Panthers. So I worked for the NFL for 12 seasons, which was just phenomenal. Um, but again, it kind of gave me a sense of control, right? In events, you have to be able to work on the second. Mm -hmm. So all of that really kind of um, brought that excitement out of me but then I had kids too. So I stayed home with my kids and was able to do both. So I did a lot of contract work. Okay. But when I hit that wall or that I hit that space is when everything just, it didn't resonate anymore. Like this, this can't be it. I remember being on the field one day and looking up and this like 75, 80,000 people and it felt small. And I knew, I knew then like, you know what? I want to be on the other end. You know, I want to be in front of these people to talk about mental wellness and personal self-care. And I just, it just was one of those moments of knowing that this can't be it. And, it. and also too, the world was at a height of, you know, these players' mental health and what they're going through. And then the Me Too movement, like all of this started to really start to make sense because the world was also moving through it. So I'm like, hey, I guess I'm on this train as well. But with it became, there was sadness, you know, my marriage ended, um, you know, both my kids were, um, they're on the spectrum. So they themselves are diagnosed with um, anxiety. 
as, as well as um, autism and Asperger's. So there's many different facets to it that really kept moving me towards this is your calling. Right, this is right. the way because uh, it's not just me, right? I'm not alone on this, right? Who else can I connect with? Who else has wisdom that I need? And that's right. when that movement can move towards that direction of this is what I want to do. Yeah, I love it. So Bravery Brigade, what is this and why did you create it? So another thing too, in the midst of me deciding, okay, I'm going to no longer be doing events um, as, you know, the focus of where I see my career going. Um, I was, again, young girl, always carried my soapbox around and was fighting for someone's rights, you know, always had an opinion of where things should be. So that fight for um, equality was always there, even as a young kid. And as I am now in this limbo, this kind of... Um, space of where does Amy's life go? I was watching a great documentary on the suffragettes and there they used the word brigade. I'm like, wow, this is, I haven't heard this word in a while. And it really resonated with me that what is, what is it that I'm looking at? It's a brigade of incredibly brave women trying mm -hmm. to make the best and have that equality for all women to come. So that's when it said, yeah, we are a brigade of many incredible souls. This is what this is about. Like join the brigade, let everyone come on board and realize that yes, you too can become a brave activator. You too could be a soul polisher, right? So I always see this as though it's an individual, it is also um, a collective work. Love it. I like it a lot. So is it geared more towards women, men? Yes. No, no. So um, my focus is women. I do have, I have had some men clients, but yes, um, I am focused on women. I noticed that when I was going through the very height of my divorce and um, changing my whole way of living at this point and, and thinking and really um, embodying what self-care is, you know, it's also very, you know, trippy, the whole idea of gender and women and where we fit in this role. And um, historically, it all kind of like just blossomed in my face. And I had a lot of questions and I had a lot of things. Well, this doesn't make sense. And also I have two young boys now and I have to raise single mom. It was more important for me to make sure that my kids knew what living authentically was like. Mm -hmm. It was more important for my boys to know what a true um, partnership looked like, right? So that was my driving force. But it still it was incredibly lonely. Like who well who else is out there? But the universe provided. I met women on the coffee shop line. I met women at the supermarket. And in that moment, we would have like an exchange that was absolutely needed at that time. And there was a piece of her that she provided me and I provided her. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm not alone. You know, there's so many other women, all walks of life, all age ranges that was, you know, I believe purposely put out there for me to say, hey, this is direction that you're going to go in, you know, reach out to other women in whatever capacity that they're at. So what I started to do was um, go out to coffee shops and sit and find someone sitting by themselves and just offer a bit of myself. And I never got turned down. And we would sit for an hour, 45 minutes, and we would just share a cup of joy between us. Some I never saw again, which I knew, and some we wound up creating relationships, but I needed it at that moment. So that's when I knew, okay, that's my target audience. Is, you is, sound so much like me. My husband, would, <laughs> if he were here listening right now, he would go, oh my gosh, is that your twin in there? Oh, so, 
there, I, he will tell you that there is not a stranger that I can meet because everyone is a potential conversation. <laughs> it is. My kids can't stand it because when I go out, they're like, mama, stop talking to me. That's what he does. Like, do you have to really, can we not just walk in? He goes, do you have to say something to every person? I'm like, you know, I could be the, the bright light in someone's day just by saying, yes. you look amazing today. Yes. <laughs> he goes, Oh, there you go, fellow sister out there. And that's what this is all about. And, yes. you know, even my kids, like I said, they're so used to me having these conversations. And sometimes just the way that I've learned to read people and connect, you know, I got this one crying and this one crying. Mm -hmm. And my kids are like, Ma, you got to you know, stop making them cry. But it's not the cry. It's it's release. And I keep explaining that to them. And um, what is it that we've lost in just acknowledging another person? And right. how are you today? And that is what I want my kids to emulate, right? Because when we're gone, it's up to them, right? It's up to them to, you know, embrace this world. So uh, all of this continues to be, like I said, a collaborative work with my children. And hopefully they, they'll tell their friends. And, you know, that's the goal because right. we've lost that one-on-one -on -one connection. Yeah, yeah. I, you are my soul sister. <laughs> it's written there. You are definitely her. So you talk about this intuitive healing process and how it's mm -hmm. centered around stepping into your joy and remembering your own acts of bravery on your journey. What does it mean if I'm trying to, you know, polish my soul? What does that entail? Okay. So first, um, intuitive healing is a way of connecting in with someone on a intuitive level. I could even go further as your gut level. Um, it's a holistic approach as I, I look at it towards finding the answers that we need. I love traditional therapy, but folks come to see me um, alone or they see a traditional therapist and me. So I like to say I meld the scientific and the spiritual together. Um, but again, I'm not a therapist, just let one know. So what I do is I use components that I found on my journey of what else can I use to heal and researching sound, um, everything. Um, I'm a Reiki practitioner. Um, I teach a movement practice called Nia, which gets you into your body. Um, you know, music is, music is a lifesaver for me. Science can back you up on what sound does. So there are all these components that added into and say, how can I mesh this in and be that, you know, um, guide for someone else? So every one of us has that ability, right? It's just tapping into your gut and then really working at it and knowing that, you're meeting people where they are. You're listening to listen, not listen to fix. You are um, just in a space of non-judgment, you know? And the more I kind of practiced it, I started using these words and these pearls of wisdom during a, during a, a movement class once. And someone said, hey, well, you can you teach that to me? And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, it was really just for myself. And they, it caught on. And I was like, well, hey, maybe I got something going here. And so I created intuitive soul polishing and I take clients on this journey to, you know, tap into their bravery and how they do it is just the fact that they show up. That's it. That's where it starts. If you are calling me, if you're seeing me, sister, brother, whoever's seeing me, you just decided in that moment, you made a conscious intentional effort to show up. That's brave. And then we go from there, you know? Um, so the idea of polishing your own soul it's every decision you make to wake up, you are polishing your soul. Every decision you make 
to come see me or a therapist or talk to someone else that you're, you're polishing your soul, right? It's all about self-care, not selfish acts. I love it. So self-care, that's a big thing for me. I like to, um, so I own a med spa outside Yay! of being a coach or a women's empowerment uh-huh. strategist, however we want to preface it these days. So self-care to me, when I think of the whole package, uh, mm-hmm. as a registered nurse at the spa, I can provide injections and, and make the outside look aesthetically pleasing, but truly polishing the inside in my personal and professional opinion, will polish and perfect the outside. Absolutely. Uh, That there isn't, and I tell my clients when they come in, let's have realistic expectations. I'm a natural person. I'm a natural injector. And I can only polish what is on the inside to reflect the outside. Uh, And it's just, you know, helping that clients don't get in that body dysmorphia mindset to where they're thinking you know, this is what I need to look like when in reality, they are beautiful. They just haven't figured that portion out yet. So I love that you talk about doing that self-care because it's, it's more than just a mindset thing. It's also an action thing, like you say, and taking that step towards completing yourself for full circle. Do you, so can I ask, do you, do you offer them these words while you're there? I do. So that is actually where I got my start with clients. Uh, So, and, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but my backstory is I was in law enforcement for 20 years. So I was a police officer for 20 years and I retired in March of 2021, but I opened my med spa uh, with my partner in 2015. So I was working full time and had the spa full time. And as a police officer, I worked in domestic violence and areas where I was actually dealing with women who needed that healing on the inside. And I found that on the department through my med spa as an esthetician and seeing clients that I was actually receiving those messages while they were on my table. And that's where my, that's where my coaching journey started was knowing that I can take it from more than just this hour session right here of polishing your skin or making your wrinkles not move anymore. Something uh, more could take place within the person. So that's absolutely what is offered there when they see me. Well, I just like to take a moment, listeners, and just applaud you. That is absolutely incredible. I mean, what an honor to hear too. So one, thank you for your service. Um, oh, well, thank you. Well, we're here for you today. We're not here for me. We're here for you. I know, but I just want to, you know, again, this is the exchange. I definitely, I have to stop and just offer that to you because this is what it's all about, folks. You know, it's to hear you as well and to know that you provide that extra step that you are, in fact, a bravery activator yourself and a soul polisher. So Aww. I just want to hands up and applaud for you. Too. Don't think so- I've had a guest get me teary eyed before. You're going to get me teary eyed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's 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 absolutely beautiful and your energy shifted from like you know you were even killed when when we started but you just went up like 10 octaves when you oh. got into your space when you talked about what you do because you could tell it comes from a place of pure genuine want to help oh, and so I just want yeah. well, you, you, de- you deliver that same authentic message so oh, know, that it, know that it is there thank for you. sure thank you tell but- me uh, tell me about workshops that you offer um, okay, so um, I have a chill, so that's confirmation. Yeah, oh, good. Um, <laughs> so, 
so workshops. Um, my workshops right now are in conjunction with the movement that I teach called NIA. So NIA stands for Neurological Integrative Action, and it is a movement practice that is comprised of nine different movement arts. So you have three from martial arts, three from dance, three from healing arts, all in one practice. So I like to tell everyone you're getting like a buy one, get one eight, like the best coupon right. <laughs> for practice. Um, and what we do is we talk about you know, body, um, bodies, everything, our bodies telling us what we need constantly. We just don't choose to listen. Um, everything from, it's not just your stomach that bothers you because you ate too many burritos. It's your stomach, you know, let's take the next level. You know, I could get into the more, um, I would say, I don't want to say woo woo, but the more spiritual side of your, your chakras. And we talk about worth and we talk about where you feel in the grand scheme of things in life right everything has its level so nia helps us move that because we hold memory on a very cellular level sorry my cat's going to join the video that's okay hello <laughs> <laughs> so when we move right we are pulling things out and our body is starting to release so we combine that idea that okay in this moment yes you're polishing up your soul and you're also working things out on a very physical standpoint, right? When we talk about our major four pillars, right? Our physical is in there. And that is part of the whole. Um, and the more we keep doing practices of movement, I mean, it could be walking, it could be, you know, um, skiing, whatever you find that moves you, you begin to then become more aware and cognizant of your body. And then when triggers come up, you can then take a step back and it's like, well, wait a second, you know, what's going on here more than just my head hurts, my shoulder hurts, right? You kind of break, you know, break it down. And then you are in fact your own bravery activator, right? You are activating those parts that you need to heal, right? This is a one, one person show, right? You came in by yourself, you're going to leave by yourself. So it right. all comes back to really owning who you are. So my latest workshop that I am teaching um, actually this coming Saturday we are embracing the energy of the lunar year. So we're going to bring in tiger energy and we're going to move through Nia and we're also going to um, end with some mindfulness and meditation. So those are the workshops that I currently do right now. And then everything else is taking on clients on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Okay. So are your workshops in person? Are they virtual? How do they work? They, they are in person right now. Um, the okay. studio, that's I, it's so funny because I don't know if they ever would want to stream it live. I would love them to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think yeah. that you would reach a potential audience out there for yeah, sure. Maybe. Oh my God. Yes. Um, so <laughs> that's something to think about. Yeah. I mean, who knows? That's kind of where I'm at currently. Um, but maybe you sparked an idea. So I got to send it off to the, <laughs> send it off to the universe, let them just, yes, I, I, I could definitely, you know, maybe I'll come visit you. Um, <laughs> Wait till the goes away here. <laughs> I know, I know. So, um, that's as far as workshop is concerned, but I am trying to get the message out through, you know, this amazing, you know, tool of podcasting. Um, and then I, like I said, I take clients both, um, in-person, virtual phone, zoom, smoke signals now, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you SOS. want. SOS. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> I tell my clients, I don't care how you need to get it to me, you know, right, right in the sky. Uh, so tell me about these four P's, perspective, okay. patience, practice, purpose. <laughs> what is this? Four P's to peace. So the four P's to peace came when I was in the very, very beginning stages of trying to just get myself up and out every single day. And the biggest first P that came to mind was the idea of shifting perspective. Mm 
Um, understanding that my perspective is my truth, but learning to shift it so I could have a much wider view of things could help ease the anxiety that I was feeling. Um, and understanding that, okay, I'm only responsible for my own perspective. Now it's up to me to broaden it so that I can equally bring in other people's perspective, right? right. To make a better decision going forward. After perspective came practice. So between therapy and holistic and energy work and all the other stuff that I was doing, in order to activate things in my life, I have to participate. It's that simple. Life is going to continue to go on without me, whether or not I decide to get up in the morning. And that was a big realization that, well, you know, sun's going to rise and set each day. I choose to not, you know, step in. Um, so it requires me to participate, you know, take a class, read a book, connect with someone. It takes me to be active. Then P3 uh, is the best one. It's patience. Um, my mom's still looking for that virtue in me. I still haven't gotten it. You know, it's, I think that's my karmic path for this. We can get here and there. <laughs> patience. And it's learning to just allow things to unfold, be patient and understand that when my anxiety is hitting, it's just the moment. It's not the whole of the day, right? So it's being patient with that energy to move and movement is everything because this entire four piece is a cyclical energy movement. It's constantly going itself around. Um, and then the final P is purpose, but purpose for the moment, again, understanding that though as an event planner, I always had to be prepared for step 10, right? So mm -hmm. I've missed stepped two through eight, nine, came to my numbers, right? But the idea was I was so always trying to protect and plan and, and it, it just, I wasn't living in the purpose of that moment. Right. So all of that combined is the peace I'm seeking for right now, right? And of course it leads to the very end goal, but this was my little, say, four principles that I stuck in my pocket to be able to get through each day. And the more I embodied it, the more, again, I started talking about it in class. And that's when people are like, well, what does that mean? Can you teach me that? So that became pretty much the platform that I, when I would be asked to speak for um, Bank of America, I spoke, or say um, a local um, event planning group, you know, being able to tailor it that it can be for corporate because you're really taking it to yourself and then back to your family or you know like everything has this has a use in those four p's right, right. and it is a daily daily practice i use it constantly yeah i think so you I should add a fifth p of presence be present <laughs> <laughs> right in the present moment <laughs> i was like yeah everything you say is just it's absolutely true in what one needs to actually move throughout life and throughout the day and what really sprung up that idea of the four Ps was the book, The Four Agreements. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have, but yes. It, that book literally changed my entire way of thinking. And that was my biggest perspective shift was that book. Um, and that, again, I will forever praise and honor that as the catalyst that really helped me like a veil, the veil was lifted, you know, the, you know curtains were pushed back and woo, reality's there. So it's this idea of, you know, the body was in this kind of um, amnesia state and it's now time to awaken of this is it, you know, um, and through that between 9-11, between family things, grief, COVID, you name it, life is going to continue. Mm -hmm. How do I choose to participate in and make it the best that I can? 
you know. So that leads it right into what happens when life throws you a curveball then. When life throws you a curveball, one, for me, I laugh. Humor is my biggest, 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 biggest tool that I use. And ice cream. So <laughs> um, humor <I> has... Forget <laughs> <laughs> it, my shop is traveling and right now I can't go anywhere. So I, I've leaned into ice cream. I swear I put those girls through college. I've been to that ice cream store so much. But um, when life throws me a curveball, for me, I've learned to just take a pause and use the one constant, which is my breath, right? I'm going to just take a breath and just sit with it, right? I'm not going to allow, because it is a, a choice, my brain to continue to run through this anxiety moment. Now, at times it is um, out of my control, it just comes on, but I have the tools that I have worked very hard on to take a moment. Not that I don't go, again, folks that are listening, this didn't happen overnight, you know, I still reached out to my therapist, you know, to just get that check-in, but to know that, okay, when life throws me a curveball, I have a choice right now, whether I'm going to fall into it or I'm going to take a pause. And if I choose to fall into it, it's just temporary. So how I explain to folks is the sensation that you feel when you went into a pool and you sink yourself to the bottom and you can still feel the foundation of the bottom of the pool. So I still know I'm safe. And I look up, you can still see the outside. And when I can't hold on anymore, because you can feel the pressure of the water, I know it's time to rise. And that's that's an excellent analogy. And that's how I explain it to people. So that's when I know my final breath is time to go, right? And I keep, it's a great saying that I learned when I moved down south is, you know, being on the right side of the dirt. And I love that saying. It's like, yep, I'm on the right side of the dirt today. So, okay, (laughs) I made it another day, you know? I think Um, in the Midwest, it's the wrong side of the fence or the right side of the fence. I love it. I think everything should be put on a t-shirt like that. So uh, yeah. So that's where this, you know, again, it all begins to um, create, uh, like I say, this incredible um, tapestry. I use this, this phrase a lot, like the thread that binds it all together is the bravery of being human. Mm -hmm. Find out. Yes. Preach it. I love it. So what advice do you have for our listeners as what they can do to take their first step to becoming brave? Um, If you can acknowledge it, not if you will, I I have every, again, the impeccable with your word, that's for agreements. I'm very, (laughs) very uh, um, aware of words that yes, you wake up the morning and you're like, you know what? I just don't feel good today. I'm going to call someone. There you go. Right. I'm going to, um, take myself out of a situation and take a walk, right? I'm going to remove myself from a situation before I react. (laughs) I mean, you won right there 10 times over. And those acknowledgements, you know, learning to give them to yourself, obviously it's great to hear from others, but learning to give it to yourself is the best medicine, is the best way to step forward because it is all about you, right? You are your best advocate. You are your best, all of that. And that's the part of really learning to shift the perspective of the word brave. Look at yourself in the mirror for when I, so I don't know if we're up to the part about what, what I tell people, I end everything with the phrase brave on. Every uh, talk, every thing I write, brave on. When I hear the word brave, I, I hear a bold, resilient, authentic, vulnerable energy. That's what brave is to me. I love right? it. So when you embody that, 
honey, you're braving on <laughs> every day and saying it to yourself, brave on, man. You know, you are doing it. Because when we look at what's happening in the world, when we take it a next step, look at to our nation, the next step, your state, and you keep bringing it down, we're braving on. It takes all of us. We're all in it together. So. Yeah, I love that. We will say that again here momentarily, I assure yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so how can, you are, you are you my dear, are a breath of fresh air. Definitely. Oh, I, I, I love it. And I'm, I'm very inspired by you and everything that thank you represent you. Uh, as a woman for the women in our oh, life. Wow. And you are 100% correct when no one is alone. And for the longest time, we think that we are the only ones who have this problem or we have this mindset. And and truly, if you just get out there and talk like you encourage people to do, you will find that there are so many people just like you relating and wanting to connect. Absolutely. And I want to say, too, that thank as much as, you know, we have this dance with social media and with media in general, it's, again, being conscious of what you choose. So in these platforms, you get another perspective and broader view of whom else is out there that you can connect with. And specifically with women, yes, we could go historically about how much we have not had the voice, but the voice has always been there. And it's been this underlining hum and vibration that has been being put out in all different types of frequencies. And now here we are having more and continuing to push out to make it not a gender situation, but an equality situation. Because when I say it's working together, you know what? if we don't work together, we're all going down with the ship. You know what I mean? Like it, it requires all of us. So right. I really, as much as I do focus on women, yet I have to keep reminding myself, I have two little men that are part of this too. And to help them understand that it's not a gender situation. It is a global human situation. So yes, being human is brave. And then yeah, the decisions that we are going forward. So, um, I, uh, again, I applaud you for what you do. I think it's phenomenal that there are folks like you that are putting things out like that to connect with other folks, right? And you take a bit, I mean, heck, I don't take a bit of your stuff too. When I start talking to people, that's what all this is about, right? Right. Um, so just awesome. I love this stuff. Love <laughs> like it. So, so how can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Okay. I will put everything in the show notes, but I like to say it audibly too, for those who are listening. Yes. Okay. So I am um, braverbrigade.com is my website and my social media handles are Amy Gonzalez Nelson with an E both on Instagram and Facebook. I'm only on those two right now. I'm hoping to get on the TikToker, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> we we'll see how that goes. And then YouTube eventually. But until then, folks, you can see me there. Um, I would love to have you guys reach out if you ever want to sign up for a session. Uh, Intuitive Soul Polishing is listed on my website as well. All right. I love it. So if we want to keep this conversation going, we can head on over to our free Facebook group, Mindset Great Empowerment Coaching for Women. And we can talk more there about this amazing topic. Until then, ladies, in the words of Amy, I'm going to let her say it. Brave on, everybody. Brave on. Wonderful. Brave on. I love it. Thank you so much. Your beautiful smile, your beautiful life. Thanks for listening to the Mindset Great Podcast. If you've been loving this podcast and it is helping you approach your life and career in a brand new way, I have three requests slash small favors. Number one, make sure you hit subscribe so you're getting all the latest episodes to this podcast. Go ahead. I'll wait. Do it right now so you don't miss anything. Number two, 
Would you be so kind as to give me a review on Spotify or iTunes? Reviews help other professional career driven and highly skilled women just like you find this podcast and it lets them know they don't want to miss anything. It also helps the podcast climb in rankings. So think of it as empowering women to the top, paying it forward. And number three, please join our Facebook group, Mindset Great Coaching. It is only for professional women and only those who are serious about changing their lives. If you're ready to take massive action and invest in yourself and your career, I would be honored to help you. Head on over to the Facebook group and let's get connected. Until next time, allow yourself grace and be beautiful.